Greetings and welcome everyone. It's All You Can Geek Gamecast, episode 379. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Gast, joined by Mike Sinidi. What's up? And Tony Korkinakis. Yo! What's up, guys? Let me get the news open here. Jeez. Uh, welcome, listeners. Welcome, viewers, to 379 of the MovieCast. Oh, ga- sorry, GameCast. Um, yeah, we have a lot of news to get into here, so let's just get right into it, actually. Let's talk about the NPD, because that was the oldest... oldest um, News. News. So yep. that launched last Thursday, I believe, right? Um, and uh, number one selling console for the month of December. I know the order of that. Uh, the Nintendo Switch led the month with the Xbox yep. behind that, with the PS4 in last. Um, the Xbox and PS4, well, obviously the Switch is selling like hotcakes, so that's why that was number one. The obvi- I think the difference between the uh, PS4 and the Xbox that month was more for the deals that Sony had in November. I yep. think that hurt them yeah. in December. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, uh, and and that's a lot of the talk right now. uh, Well, at least it was last week on uh, Reset Air because uh, there's an insider named Benji. And we don't know what his exact position is, but he is able to see a lot of retail data um, almost in real time. I think there's like a one day delay. And he was like, yep, November, like price pricing is everything. This and the other thing, the 199 PS4 is just selling like hotcakes. And then all throughout December, he is like, uh, people need to prepare themselves for a surprise this month and, and just like cryptically teasing it. And <clears throat> basically what happened was the Switch uh, wound up outselling uh, all the systems and then Xbox was in second place. Um, so the speculation is that, you know, if you take November and December and divide it like how it traditionally is, like I think December is usually twice as much as November sales. Yeah. Uh, the 199 PS4, which is only that Black Friday weekend, was just so good it drove people that would have waited to buy it as a gift or for themselves in December to purchase it Early. that weekend instead. So it kind of just shifted the units that should have been allocated probably <laughs> to November. Yeah, and uh, but pe- people had a hard time believing, accepting that. Well, Microsoft left their 189 price for a long time. Yep, yep, so, they did. Um, not yeah. to mention, I think the Battlefront 2 bundle for the PlayStation did not do as well because obviously, you know, the, the backlash against uh, that game. And, and it wasn't priced, it wasn't priced uh, yeah. effectively. The either. Xbox did also have a big game that month with uh, Battlegrounds. I mean, PUBG's been... Oh, yeah. yeah yep. That was also for them, too. So, uh, Which, you know, is still very, obviously in early access, but selling very well. I mean, let's get to the rest of this chart here. Uh, which, by the way, I gotta say that um, the Switch has now, uh, the Switch, yeah, is the fastest selling console in, um, in U.S. history. U.S. history, yeah. So excellent for them. We didn't get any numbers for that, but uh, we did get uh, hardware was up a total of. Um, uh, no, I think we. Did I think we numbers? did. Uh, I think Nintendo released a press release. Let's see. You can keep going with the news. Right. Uh, overall we'll software, we have Call of Duty World War Two at number one. At number two is Star Wars Battlefront, which uh, doesn't include digital. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no PC digital. Um, Super Mario Odyssey doesn't include any digital. That was number three. NBA 2K18 was number four. This is the regular. Except for Mario Kart 8, doesn't include digital. Number five. Madden at number six. PUBG at seven, which doesn't include PC digital sales. Obviously, it has to include Microsoft digital, the Xbox digital sales. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins at eight. Breath of the Wild at nine, no digital, and garbage game at number ten. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there's your your top ten list. Um, yeah, um, 
uh, I just want to, because we got top 20 for December. I just want to shout out a couple. Well, I'll just go through them real quick because it's not a big deal. Number 11, FIFA 18, um, no PC digital. Number 12, Destiny 2, no PC digital. Uh, number 13, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. Number 14, it was interesting to me, it was Splatoon 2 uh, with no digital sales at all. Number 15, Need for Speed Payback with no PC digital sales included. And number 16, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, no digital sales. Uh, and then Just Dance 2018, The Sims 4, and then 19 and 20 were Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon, respectively. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, pretty pretty cool. Um, lots of interesting data so there. So Xenoblade being at 16 is impressive, right? I mean, I, for, I, I guess they weren't expecting big sales for that game. Um, so we found out through a leaker, again, um, that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 debuted at 280,000 copies. Yeah. Uh, physical, you know, retail only. So that's number 16. That was good enough to make number 16. Hmm. So that kind of gives us a, a little bit of an indicator. So, you know, all the games above that sold, obviously, more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was pretty good considering... I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles, the first one on Wii, was a GameStop exclusive. Uh, and it was, like, low print run. Uh, probably didn't even break 100K. Hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Wii U... Also came out in December, I think two or three years ago, and that debuted at two hundred thousand uh, physical only. So, it's up eighty thousand, probably more when you factor in digital because the Switch is a better platform for digital. I think. So I think Nintendo's pretty happy with that. Not like a, you know, yeah. super surprise hit like Splatoon two or something, but you know. Yeah. No. I'm happy with that. Yeah. So all right, um, and that's your NPD. Um, in regards to this also, we also have the fastest-selling console generation in history right now uh, with the Xbox One and PS4 sales records going on. Now, most of this is PS4-driven, um, it's the, but they're well outpacing the 360 and the PS3. Yes. So. But this is where things start to get interesting because launch aligned, this is when the Kinect and Slimmer Vision launched for yes. uh, the this 360. Yes, we could have the... They're only like... They're, what are they? 4%? No, it's 4% of PS2, I think, but... Uh, they're they're pretty far ahead right now though. That's yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, um, I yeah. this is where the Xbox 360 really sold like hotcakes because of the you know the Kinect gave breathe new you know, breath bleh, breathe new life <laughs> into the console, uh, and then um, yeah, so they exceeded of uh, by eighteen percent right now. So yeah, and then I found the number uh, from the press release. Nintendo said it sold more than 4.8 million Switch okay. video game consoles in the United States between March 3rd and December 31st of 2017. Uh, record for the company says it topped the Wii, uh, which roughly sold 4 million. So almost outsold it by a million units within 10 months there. So cool, cool, right. impressive. All right, so that's your MPD. Uh, Nintendo also announced last week the Nintendo is it Labo. Labo, I think. <laughs> Seventy dollars for cardboard. Somebody sell me on this, please. Oh, I do like this tweet. I just read this tweet. You gotta hear this. This one's from um, uh, who is this from? Uh, the uh, what's his name? Uh, Zuge. Daniel. Uh, yeah, Zuge. Zuge. Yeah, Zuge GX. With the uh, God of War and Nintendo Labo, Labo both launch on April twentieth this year. One is all about a parent connecting with their child and taking them on a whole new experience, and the other is God of War. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is funny because you know, we all know that's the premise of God of War. But um, yeah, I mean, 
It, it, it's interesting. I, I don't know the actual, like, what's going to be in this box and how it's going to be... They didn't detail really how it's going to be used yet, except for, like, images of, like, people dressed up as robots and... Uh, no, they did detail it. Did you not watch the video? No, I mean, I watched some of... I, I watched, like, I read the articles instead. I didn't really watch the video. It was, like, a three-minute video, dude. <laughs> it is a three-minute video. I have no interest in it, so let's just... Tell me about it's it. It's a three-minute video. Tell me about it. I have no interest in it. Oh, my God. Uh, so it's pretty much uh, Nintendo going after the do-it-yourself market, which is apparently a thing. Um, because I found out afterwards, like, people are like, yeah, my kid has this for their iPad, like, a, something similar to this, like, for their iPad and stuff. And it's like, oh, this thing is really taking off. Uh, but basically what it is is, uh, so for $70, what you get is a game cartridge uh, that has uh, the software on it, obviously. Uh, and you're getting special packs of cardboard, stickers, string, and other stuff. Um, and the cardboard sections have... Um, you know, pre-cut things so you can just pop them out and stuff. But basically, you form crafts uh, and you connect the switch and/or the Joy Cons in different ways to get it to do things. Like, uh, I think the first example they used was you make a paper or cardboard piano uh, and you slot the Joy Cons into the you know piano device. And then as you push the keys and stuff, the switch, which rests on top of it, uh, you know, has a section where you just put it. Will play the sound. Uh, you know, kind of like a is soft, that just you know, um, showing just two Joy Cons? Because I heard that it can get kind of imp- expensive with certain things, like multiple Joy Cons and multiple parts. Mm, well, I mean, as far as we know through the video and uh, what they released afterwards, it just is using two Joy Cons. Okay. No, I so, heard the robot thing had multiple Joy Cons. No, two. Okay. Okay. That's what I so I heard wrong. Um, right. All right. So right, yeah, which is why you just would watch the three-minute no, video. No, I don't care about oh. this thing. Like, I, it you don't have to care me. about it. It's a three-minute video. I would never watch that either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm going to spend three minutes I on I mean, that. all this other garbage you guys watch, I mean, it's just yeah, it's a trail. I know. I know. Uh, it's uh, something I will never buy, so why? I'm not saying you should buy it, but I'm saying, like, I don't know, like, how many games and movie trailers that you never intend to watch do you, do you actually wind up watching? I don't watch through most game trailers or movie trailers actually no really so what, what happens when you go to the movie theater and there's a trailer on well that's you're forced you're a captive audience there. <laughs> you're forced you are forced <laughs> so if they okay. put it in the you front know. of every game you'd watch it then what it's not the same it's a preview then oh, oh it's a pre oh okay you're, you're talking to mike yeah uh, i don't know i mean whatever <laughs> but um right. anyway it's interesting guy uh, so they have a couple different ones there's like one where they have like a fishing rod and it connects to the switch and uh, through like the, the kind of cool thing is the way that it uses the joy cons or as they call it for these kits, the toy cons. Um, it interacts in an interesting way. So for like that piano thing, um, what happens is when you're building it, you're, the pieces that when you push the key down uh, will pull back the flap that's hidden inside the piano. And there's like a special um, reflective tape on the inside. And what happens is the Joy-Con with the infrared on the bottom will actually read that sticker because it has a special reflective material on it. And that's what triggers the sound for the switch to play, hmm. uh, which is pretty interesting. We'll see how it works out. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is they showed like um, using the HD rumble and stuff, it can control uh, – like I think one of them was like a – 
a bug robot, and you can get it to move with uh, you know the the switch touch controls and stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, the other interesting one was the robot one, where you literally create like this backpack and it has like pulley like a pulley system, um, and through that you control it. Um, I don't know, it's interesting. A little bit expensive, I think. The variety kit is seventy dollars, and the robot kit was eighty dollars. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know. The views on that video got ridiculous. I think it was like five million in the first day. Oh, uh, people got to do like hands-on with it at a couple locations. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know if it's particularly for me. The giant robot one, probably. We'll see. We'll see about that. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. it'll be interesting. It's though definitely is selling cardboard now. Um, and I'm gonna make a, a prediction. That we're going to see shortage of this. So they couldn't produce enough Amiibo. They couldn't produce enough uh, Nintendo Switches last year. And uh, now it's going to be they can't didn't, produce enough. Didn't they? Could they not produce enough Wii Fit scales or something like that? Wasn't that uh, balance boards? Yeah, uh, yeah there was a shortage of balance boards initially. Because yeah. I remember I bought a couple and flipped them for, yeah. I think, the price of a Wii. I'm pretty sure I sold one for the price of a Wii at they're, the time. They're which was, like, famous for this. So <laughs> they're famous. Uh, so yeah, pre-order uh, Nintendo Labo if uh, you want to make some money or you think you're going to buy it. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. I don't know that it's for me, uh, but I think it's cool that they're trying something completely different. Um, and as uh, Kishi, whatever his name is, uh, the Nintendo current president was saying that you know they're looking for alternate ways to utilize the Switch and expand the audience. Um, could be real cool because it's not something that any of the other major players are doing. Uh, and, you know, if it gets kids to interact with software in different ways, um, I think it's a net positive. Cool. Yeah, but, uh, right. yeah. And I think the reason we had the mini direct the week before was because if they had shown this off without that mini direct, there would have been such a huge, oh, like, yeah. outlash. Oh, yeah. People would be like, oh, fucking Nintendo, they're not making video games anymore, all this bullshit. It's like, yeah. all right. Like, that's one thing that they totally took away from, like, the shit like Wii Music and uh, Wii Sports and, and all that stuff. It's like, all right. We're doing this other stuff, but here's your fucking traditional video games first, okay? Like, leave us alone. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, God of War, like I mentioned during that conversation, God of War 4 is coming April 20th. That was announced today, um, if you're interested. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little later, right? I mean... No, I, I kind of expect April. I mean, maybe like early April or late March was the... I thought we kind of agreed that it was it would launch around when Horizon launched last year because uh, yeah. you know it was proven it could be successful. But yeah. All right. uh, so yeah, I mean, both those things are going to be launching day and date. So God of War and Nintendo Labo head to head. You know, head to head. Four twenty. Four twenty. Let's see. Uh, earlier in the week, Microsoft announced that a new Fable game is in development from the uh, Forza team. Well, that's weird. That's so weird. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, Give is it Fable Cart? Is it Fable Cart? No. Is it Fable? Uh, Fable Cart. There we uh, go. That's what we need. Fable, I believe they named it as Fable Proper, Fable 4, so far uh, in development. So, I mean, it probably won't Fable, get that title. Fable Forza? Yeah. Uh, I see what you did there. That's interesting. FF. <laughs> um, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm glad they gave uh, that team a chance to do something else. Uh, this is something they're not known to do. So, no, I know. Yeah. That is what I will give them. Pro- if this comes it's to fruition, like um, not gets canceled yep, not or something. Not holding my breath, but. I will uh, <laughs> give kudos to Microsoft because they're, they're notorious for just running their teams dry. Like, hey, you're the Gears of War team. You're the Halo team. You're the Forza team. Yeah. You're the Fable team. Like, get yep. fucked. Hope you don't want to work anymore in the next decade because. So I do like the fact. Mother- yeah, I do like the fact that they did that. We'll see if it actually comes out. We'll see what they announce more at E3 for it. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, 
Yeah. The biggest news from today for, for Microsoft is the, the fact that they announced the game, ca- the game Pass, which if you don't know what this is, this is a monthly subscription for $9.99 that gets you access to their catalog of games. Um, you can, like, basically when you purchase, they not purchase, but you, when you get the Game Pass, you can log in, download any of the games you want. You download them, so you don't have to stream them. That's the key there. Uh, you download and, and install them on your system like you own the game, and it's like DRM'd games. So when you stop your subscription, it, you know, unusable game at that point. Like if you don't have the disc anymore. Um, yeah. It's like Netflix for video Netflix games. Netflix for video games, essentially. Uh, so yeah, they announced today that all first-party games coming going forward will be available from Microsoft day one on the Game Pass. So that means like the next Gears of War game. And this they use by the way, they announced the newest Gears is in production and Halo in this statement. So uh, the next Gears of War, which we all know. The next Halo. I mean, we all knew it was happening, right? Yeah. Sea of Thieves is going to be uh, available day one. All of these first-party games. Games that I was in, not interested in, but intrigued by that I probably would never buy, like Sea of Thieves. Uh, I will I will probably play now, so you'll get to hear about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a bold move. Uh, it's definitely changing up the business model because, you know, instead of trying to get people to pay $60 for a disc or a digital download, um, you know, pretty much doing a blind purchase if it's a new IP. Yeah. They're like, hey, if you're already subscribed to our game service, or if you're not, you can only pay, you know, 10 bucks to try it out for a month. I mean, it's like, you know, it's glorified rental, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Better than glorified rental. I mean, uh, what is it? Gamefly is like, what, 15 bucks a month? And you only get to check out one game at a time? Yeah. yeah so, I mean, it, it just makes awesome sense. And uh, this is one of the moves that I give full props to Microsoft for because this is, uh, I kind of like I said with Nintendo Labo, uh, this is unexplored space for video games. Uh, I hope it does well because, frankly, I think all of them should be doing something like this. Yeah, you know, game, uh, did GameStop make a statement today? Uh, I think so. I think they're. I think they made a deal with Microsoft on this because you know Microsoft had to be like, hey, you know, like sell the cards. Sorry, you know, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sell 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 the cards that are gonna put you out of business. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know what to say to that, but um, yeah, I mean, the the it's cool very, thing about very pro consumer, which is opposite no, it's what they totally pro. With the Xbox. Right, exactly. Yeah, right, and that's the thing is like if you go back before the Xbox One was officially even the Xbox One with uh, was it what was it Adam Orth Ortha or Adam? What's uh, the guy that leaked that? You know, why would you live in Kansas or some bullshit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, with the DRM mm-hmm. policy and all that stuff, and you know where they are today. Yeah, why you don't don't live there? Yeah, um, huge difference. So maybe that is the the Phil Harrison. Uh, Phil Spencer. Or, I'm sorry, Phil Spencer. There is Phil Harrison news, but Phil Spencer uh, effect in action. But yeah, yeah uh, I hope it does well. It's gonna totally throw a wrench into what how we can measure Microsoft success now because I mean, how are you supposed to do that? Like, uh, yeah, there's no more. Tracking yeah, how are you supposed to? Do that? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. there's no more tracking of it, traditional tracking of it. But um, sure I think they, it's gonna be. I'm sure they will though. Oh, yeah, kind of like with Netflix and Bright. You know, they'll be like, oh, user engagement, user downloads, time spent. You know, it's just we can't compare that to other numbers, you know, unless everybody is giving us the same numbers. It's Um, kind of like, like, is it kind of like communism where it's like spreading? (laughs) It is like spreading the wealth around from the big games to the little stuff. And it's like, you know, it kind of is. So and basically, so full year, it's the cost of two games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, essentially. And that's crazy. I mean, one hundred twenty dollars, and I think I think there's a slight discount if you do get it like by six months or twelve months, uh, right, Jim? Discount it. Uh, they do, okay. They, you can get it on Bing Rewards, which is cool. So I'm going to get a three month for free, easily. Like easily. They had, they were doing twelve, and I am kicking myself that I didn't buy it last uh, month. Well, uh, are we sure with these that 
all these games, once you have a subscription, there's no additional charge. Yes. Well, well that's weird. there's no additional charge for the games, but we were talking about season pass and DLC. Yeah. And that's not is that or is that not included, which we don't think it is. No. But what I did find out because I actually went on the website, if you have Game Pass, like like let's say you download this game, you're like, wow, this is awesome. Uh, and I want to buy this because, you know, maybe I'm not renewing my Game Pass next month or something like that. While you have the subscription active, you can actually purchase it for a discount. Like Not only just the base game, but any of the DLC oh, for wow. it. Yeah, so, so you that's discount on this DLC, and it's twenty percent off the new game, I believe. Yeah, twenty percent off the yeah. game, and I think ten percent off the DLC, which is yeah. that's awesome. I mean, that's that's super awesome. Well, like I was saying, uh, like there's games like let's take um, well Forza for for instance. Mm-hmm. Forza is one of those games that I want, I want to play. But I also never really buy the DLC for that. But hey, for a discounted rate and not paying for the game, I might buy that DLC. Yep. So, yeah. And you know, really, I hope they're successful for it because I really want, I really want this to succeed so it can kick Nintendo and Sony in the ass to get their gear together because. Um, this would be cool. That, I mean, this is just my opinion, but like both of them have a much stronger catalog of older games because you know Nintendo goes all the way back to the NES. PlayStation goes all, all the way back to you know, PlayStation 1, and you know they have their handheld systems and stuff. Uh, and yet, both of them are doing nothing with their back catalog. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think meanwhile, Nintendo would benefit the best. No, from I, this. I don't know about that. Nintendo resells its back catalog That's, all the time. Yeah, but there's a lot of games Over and over buy. again. If, if I was paying them $10 a month, I would <coughs> gladly pay them $10 a month for their older games. But then they wouldn't be able to sell it anymore. But if you add, but that's the point. There. But that's the point of this, Mike. Like the point is, is you're constantly subscribed and you're constantly paying ten dollars a month, and over time that adds up to more than you. That's the the, the gamble is that they're saying that this will <coughs> reach more people that would buy the stuff, uh, so that they'll subscribe for ten bucks a month rather than sixty bucks, and then that mm-hmm. amount of people will counter the sixty dollar loss, and you know it's, it's like all math. It's like super math. <laughs> super math. <laughs> math we'll call but... it. Right. I mean, it's definitely hard. And to Mike, to your point, I agree. Like, it's definitely hard to gauge that because you know we have people who were buying the NES classics that first year for an inflated price of what two, two fifty, three hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, you know, SNES classic. We saw that a bit in the very beginning, but you know, as taper off as supply has gone up, because I've seen it in yeah. three locations now, actually in person. So the nice. unicorn it's is real. The unicorn um, lives. But you know, I, I think for the most part, those things are for. Uh, collectors, the uber collectors who will, you know, pretty much buy anything. I, I fall in that category. Uh, people who are lapsed gamers that are just like, man, I remember having an NES when I was a kid, and they're making that again. Like that, that's cool. I'll buy that. You know, same thing with the SNES and Classic. Uh, but the people that could benefit from this are like the hot new like Switch owners because you know they just want games to play, and you know we see that literally anything comes out of that system, and it's just like, yeah, this is the best selling version from indies to multi platform games. I mean, just kind of like. Nothing stopping them. Um, so I think, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see more about it. Um, yeah. I said I'm gonna subscribe. Especially, especially, I'm super bitter about Sony, and I'm pretty sure I even said this before, like the current generation started. How all the stuff I had bought on my PS3, uh, you know, digital download wise, because I bought a lot of PS1 classics, uh, and I think a couple of PS2 classics, they didn't transfer over to PS4 mm-hmm. because. Straight up, they don't support PS1 Classic downloads on uh, yeah. PlayStation 4. And I think even the PS2 downloads are, like, re- technically remastered. Yeah. Um, so you got to fully rebuy them. So I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, that's that's shitty. Yeah. Um, whereas Microsoft's just like, there you go. Here's Xbox 360 uh, backwards compatible. Xbox original, oh, yeah. and here's original Xbox backwards compatible. No charge, just 
put the disc in, or if you want, download it for dirt cheap. And those are all in Game Pass, right? All of those games, the whole back. I don't know. I don't know if. No, no, yeah, no, no. no. It's it's just, original oh, Xbox. Yeah. I saw Ninja Gaiden Black on there. Yeah, it is. It is actually because I was thinking you know, I, I was on a trial for it. I almost downloaded that because they did a 4K remaster of that game actually. Yep. So yeah, so cool. Props. All right, All right uh, let's get into what we've been up to then. Uh, I have not played anything, so I'll just say that right now. I've been so busy. But uh, Mike, have you played anything? Uh, I played some more Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Um, I played oh, some Rocket League again, and I also. Yeah, no, Rocket League is never going to go away. Hmm. Um, and I also um, went back and played some Injustice 2 just to see what Enchantress was like, because she's been out for a little bit. She's all right. Hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm waiting for the Turtles. I think um, most signs point to them coming out mid-February. Um, because yeah. of the Usually way... Usually they do it once a month. But yeah, so... And they it's normally like the second Tuesday in the month or some bullshit. Someone figured it out on YouTube down to a science. They're like, it's almost positive, like February 13th or something like that. I'm like, all right, cool. So that's coming soon. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, still Battlefront. Um, it, it is... It just does grab you with the progression. I'm glad that they still have the pay-to-win off. I hope they keep it off, but... If not, it doesn't matter so much because um, I'm getting there already. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, uh, hold on. But the, the net code has some huge issues, actually. And it, I actually turned off the game and didn't play it because it said, oh, we can't find your inventory. Um, so basically everything you do doesn't count towards anything. And when that happens, it's like, fuck that shit. I'm not playing this yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I need to earn this shit. Before and with one. Back on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and one funny side effect of like all this sh- shit you need to earn is it really discourages quitters. <laughs> like you don't you don't want to quit mid match because you don't get any credit for what you've done. Hmm. So it's just like oh, even <laughs> if I'm getting squashed, I'll get something. So it's interesting. Um, but again, there's the skeleton of a good game in there somewhere. Unfortunately, there's a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since we went back to Battlefront 2, um, so another insider in the NPV thread uh, stated that Battlefront 2 is down over 70% in units and 40% down in revenue from Battlefront 1. So there you go. Definitely, they're definitely feeling the burn on that one. And I got to, I got to figure this. Disney's got to be pissed at this shit. Um, yeah, I don't think those... Uh, that's really bad for them. That's, I mean, the good news about this is hopefully EA learns from it for our... I doubt they will. But hopefully they learn for, from it for Anthem. <laughs> uh, fuck Anthem. <laughs> but, Which is definitely not coming out this year. No. Wait, didn't you bet? No, I no, I bet Corey. you. I wouldn't bet you. Corey. No, I wouldn't bet you. <laughs> so. I did make a crazy bet with you last week, though. Did you? What I was thought it? I did. I don't know. I have to go back and listen. No, because I, I was like sitting thinking about it and I just said, fuck it. Let's do this. So, uh, I hope it wasn't you that. Guys, you guys are bad at posting in the bet thread I know, on I Discord. Know. So, I mean, I'll be losing next year. I'll be losing the Metroid bet. Um, so I have oh, to yeah. Back you're totally listen. losing that. Yeah, yeah, oh, was that uh, that it wouldn't come out next year? Is that what you said, Jim? I, no, he I bet said that, that, that Beyond Good and Evil 2 will, will um, beat it out. Um, and I even gave you a year leeway. <laughs> a year leeway. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, All right, um, Tony, what have you been up to? Uh, let's see. So, the big thing was I finally beat Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Nice. Uh, man, it was a long game. came out 65 hours, I think, it, it took me for to beat the game. 
Um, no, that's not what I was working. expecting. Yeah, I thought it was like no, 100 yeah. hours. So. Yeah, I, no, I mean, you could go 100 hours if you really wanted to. I mean, I didn't do all the side quests and stuff because I don't do that anymore. Um, yeah. You know, why not? You don't have time for that. <laughs> right. But um, I will say, uh, knowing now, like having completed it, uh, it definitely would have changed my rankings for, for last year, actually. It, I think it would have bumped Mario down to number three uh, and this above Mario. Uh, or just bump Mario off in Persona State. I don't know. But um, this game is definitely number two. Uh, it's weird because it, I, I feel like it's the exact inverse of Persona, and maybe I talked about this, where I felt like Persona 5 started out really high, uh, and as the game kind of you know went along, it was like up and down, and but you know overall downward trending. Whereas this game was the inverse, because it's like it starts off kind of slow, and like whatever, you're just like, all right, okay. But probably about chapter four-ish or so, chapter five, it just kicks off, and it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous um, to the point where I actually kind of felt obligated to beat the game, as strange as it sounds, because in most RPGs, you're just like, oh, I'm going to do all the stuff you know I need to do before I you know go and enter the place where it's like, are you really sure you want to do this? Because, you know, point no return or whatever bullshit. But, like, the kind of the nice thing about Xenoblade is um, it's really immersive-breaking for some people, I could see, but... Uh, Let's just use a hypothetical example where um, you know how in RPGs, like maybe it's like, oh, I'm traveling by ship to like this new place, and you'll lose access to the ship for story reasons, and then you can't get back to like the original continent or something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. This game totally lets you do that, even though like the characters will be like, I, we're stranded here, we can't do shit. Uh, you could just fast travel back to the first continent and finish off any of the quests that you were missing or didn't do doesn't make any sense within game they don't even they don't even try to explain it it's just yep you can work wherever you want to as long as you've been there before um so later on in the game it just kind of like these things happen in the story and i'm just like i, I literally felt bad is like i really want to go do this quest but uh some shit just went down so i feel like i would be doing a disservice if i didn't go and do this thing right now because you know it's like a huge you know, game changing, world changing event. It's like, yeah, you know, I really, I really need to go collect like ten wolf tails right now. So uh, I'll, I'll be right back, bros. Like, I got you. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, game is game is really awesome. Uh, would highly recommend you play it, Jim. Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely long, so it will take some time. But phenomenal um, cast, actually. It it makes me not dislike the Persona cast, but wish that we got more interaction from the Persona cast because uh, this really highlighted how even though all the characters talk to you the main character in Persona 5 they don't really have much interaction between themselves because as you know they're secondary characters uh, but this game they did a lot so uh, highly recommend that the other thing I've been up to what was it I meant to talk about it oh uh, got back to PUBG on PC since um, the 1.0 officially released uh, definitely plays a little bit better, a little bit more optimized. Uh, but last night, um, Nick, uh, Bill, from work, and uh, Nick's brother-in-law, we were playing Fours uh, Squad. Got our first, well, my first, Winner Winter Chicken Dinner. Nice! It was so intense. Like, oh, my God. Because the circle, you know, uh, if, you can't, if you're not watching the video, I'm just making a really tiny circle. Like, the map is like, well, let's just say like the size of my screen right now. And by the end, like, the the circle, the safe zone was like that big. And you're just like, wait, there's five other people right now in this fucking circle. Where are they? Because, you know, everybody's trying to like 
find like a good like hiding location or sniping location or whatever and you just hear gunshots because everybody's trying to kill each other and i like i called out because i saw somebody i called out uh as they were shooting me i died but you know we're on voice check so it's like you know we're helping each other and like you just keep hearing non-stop gunshots for i want to say 30 seconds and then all of a sudden it's like match ended i'm like what and it goes like ding ding ding, like you know winner winner chicken we're like i was like we won holy shit we won (laughs) Yeah, we're awesome. Like, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, it's definitely feel good um, getting that thing. And that's one of those experiences that is just really good um, and fun with friends. So highly recommend it. Um, if you have the Xbox, I don't know. I haven't played on Xbox, but uh, I hear the performance is still still spotty. Hmm. And then the last thing I did, um, only briefly, was I started Cuphead because I got that on nice. PC. Cool. Yeah. Game is very fun. Oh, yeah. The default controls I did not like though, and I remember uh, you. Are, yeah, people are changing those to the the yeah the shoulders. Yeah. Yep. The, str- the, the, the dodge. The dodge. Yeah. Yep. That's what I had to do because I was like, I do not like having to leave my shoot and jump button to do the yep. the dodge and the super and stuff like that. But uh, lovely game, awesome art, awesome music, uh, fun to play. I mean, props to those guys, and I think it. I think they said it sold over two million copies now, which is ridiculous for. Mm-hmm. That type of game. So, uh, yeah. kudos to them. They deserve all the success. And uh, if you haven't already, play it. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, I think that's going to wrap up the GameCast. Thanks for tuning in. Write us podcast at allingeek.net. Follow us on Twitter at allingeek. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, tune in next week for the MovieCast and the GameCast. Thanks again, and see you soon. <laughs>